Today's show is sponsored by CastCartel.com, your premium spirits marketplace. It's so convenient. Go to CastCartel.com, get your spirits shipped directly to your door. Yes, some of the allocated stuff is going to cost more, but it is a convenient play. You can sit at home. You don't have to go to a raffle. You don't have to camp out overnight. You can get premium spirits delivered directly to your door. And obviously those daily drinkers, they are going to be more on par with what you pay in the store. So check them out at CastCartel.com and follow them on instagram at cast cartel they're always doing awesome giveaways for their followers today's show is also sponsored by premiumbarproducts.com your number one source for laser etched glassware and barware it is also the place you can go to get the official dad's drinking bourbon glencairn what better gift to give someone than customized laser etched glassware they have all sorts of glasses the glen the wee glen the tua the neat glass the tipsy rocks glass the kenzie dram that's the one everybody wants to get they have all sorts of glasses there as well as bar tools go to premiumbarproducts.com and check them out so i've been catching up on tv a little bit here lately network stuff yeah it's not only my thing but during football and stuff i keep seeing these commercials apparently the rock is taking it to a whole new level of sellout have you seen this which thing the rock apparently is going to launch a tv show based on like his upbringing as a child and like high school and i guess becoming a wrestler and an actor and stuff like how many episodes can you possibly really get out of that a lot that are like actually interesting to grown-ass men i find the rock incredibly interesting i mean he is like an 18th generation wrestler who was good at football. He played for the U. You could do four seasons on the U alone and then makes it in the WWF, WWF, now WWE, becomes one of the most electrifying characters they've ever had. Goes up against some of the best people, has some of the best matches retires and then becomes the number one movie star in the world well at least the previews are focused more on middle school and high school and maybe a little bit of like the adult life which i don't really think if you or i should want to watch it should be on nbc probably i love how you say it's selling out i mean at this point if the guy's gonna make money he's gonna make money i mean capitalism He's allowed to go do it. He's putting a product out there. If people start watching it and it gets ratings, he gets paid. He gets to continue having his show. If nobody watches it, it's done after a season. What's it really matter to you? I know. It just, I don't know. For whatever reason, seeing it advertised over and over on NBC has rubbed me the wrong way. This is why I don't watch TV. But you do. I watch Netflix, but I don't have to watch commercials or anything like that. Like, I watch a lot of nonfiction stuff. I watch a lot of documentaries. Cobra Kai is nonfiction? Cobra Kai is fiction, and that is... What I do is I limit myself to one or two shows, and then I watch all documentaries. I can't do more than one or two shows. I can't invest. Yeah, I mean, you can't binge more than one or two in a night with your schedule. (laughs) I can't binge any in a night with my schedule. everyone my name is john edwards and with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day i am still tired zeke baker what a hell of a weekend i know you fought 
two-fifths of the battle I did. I know. I did not do everything you did. It was your birthday weekend. It was your super sweet 16, and a lot happened on your super sweet 16 weekend besides the fact that, like, you kept spamming our stories with, like, hey, birthday week poor number one (laughs) birthday week poor number two to the point where people kept saying john is it your birthday and i said no my birthday's in (laughs) april you won't hear me talk about my birthday week or month and you probably won't even hear me say that it's my birthday zeke somehow goes back and like has a super sweet 16 about it wants everybody to know it's his birthday week hey i mean the wolf pack got together four picks in two days this even started before the wolf pack came i mean you were like at the whiskey all the stars lining up (laughs) now tell everybody about the picks you did on friday so friday originally you know we were doing bullet for the wolf pack and then um thursday evening like late so like 7 7 30 uh message comes through in a group you guys want to pick a blanton's in the morning we got space on our pick like okay cool what time is it 10 <laughs> like frankfurt 10 a.m eastern time and i'm just thinking to myself like i'm just not even gonna get much sleep like oof. well then bivens the guy i was gonna ride with up there to begin with he's like oh man i just had a whole bunch of hot chicken I was, I'm not sure how my night's going to go. Bivens had to come up from Franklin. Bivens lives right near me. So add an extra half an hour for that poor guy. He had to get up at like three in the morning to get there for the pick. I don't think he'd really gone to bed by three. I think he might've been asleep on some porcelain, but either way, we get a message on the same group chat that just says, play like a champion, boys. I'm sure you'll do the right thing. Guess we're going to Frankfurt at the butt crack of dawn. <laughs> so we uh, we roll out super early, uh, make it to Buffalo Trace. In true flight club style, somehow for a Blanton's pick, they have five barrels. That's because Benton asked for two extra. Literally, I, I'm like, you realize you could have rolled them out white dog. But if you rolled an extra barrel, they're happy and they still want to pick the first one they tasted. They didn't care. So we survived that pick, head on over to Bullet. It's a good time. You get to, to really taste a variety of similar juice and, and really, you know, try to fine tune things and, and, and pick what you're really into that day or experience wise. How many barrels did you get there? I think about nine. So Benton did okay. No, he was lobbying for 10. And she's like, look, the best part, have you guys agreed on a barrel yet? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we've liked three the whole time. <laughs> we just wanted to see if there was something better. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, in that case, no, <laughs> we're not going for another one. And so they lobby for it, and she's fine. She's like, look, I've passed it through three groups already. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying if you've liked three from the get-go and it's still winning this, these blinds, you're not taking this one, I can assure you. So we get through that and um, roll on back into town. <clears throat> I'm surprised because normally Benton likes barrel number two everywhere we go you know this was the one time we kind of harmonized it was funny it was um it was a super sweet i mean like you're not gonna put this down kind of poor i get that with a lot of the bullets i mean the legacy pick by the way i just opened it a couple days ago that's the same thing i think you were on that pick as well that's a bullet that is just super sweet goes down easy i think it's the 104 proof mixed with the recipes that they have up there just make it go down so easy but you know and then you were with us uh saturday that got documented pretty well jdbp wolfpack number two 
Always a fun time down there. I want to say a special thank you to Misty. Set up the whole day for us. We did Jack Daniels in the morning, Old Foe at night. The best part about that is when Benton went into his whole thing, Goose did the pick with us. Anybody who's gone to Jack Daniels has to love Goose. Goose is a mainstay in the Squire house. He's worked at Jack Daniels for 45 years. Even if you have a pick with him or you don't, if you go to do a pick, they go, oh, just go wait in the Squire house with Goose, and then someone will come get you. So you get to sit around and talk to him, and he's got stories for days. And he did our pick because it was a Saturday. I don't think Chris was coming in on a Saturday. And then Benton goes like, hey, you think we could get another barrel? And Goose is just like, nope. He just got shut down. Although I did think about it after the fact. Like, I wonder if I would have played the card like, man, it's my birthday, and I'm a Squire. Is there one more somewhere? I don't think he would have. Benton kind of pissed him off. No. I'm uh, kidding. Benton didn't. You know, I don't pursue that angle. I mean, granted, if there was a pick when they rolled us out, just all things we thought were subpar, I would probably uh, let it be known. I, I thought this wasn't quite up to snuff. But luckily, and I don't think it, it, it would ever change, there, there's always at least two of those three barrels at Jack that are uh, more than pick worthy. Yeah, there's always one that is very much like a regular Jack. And then there were two that we liked as a group. One was a little bit sweeter and one was a little bit more complex. Zeke, I know you were leaning a little bit towards the sweeter one. Everybody else really liked the complex one, the finish on the one that we picked. I just have to say, if you're listening, you're looking forward to the next Wolfpack pick. The finish on it is freaking crazy no they were both really good i thought somebody else liked the same one i, I can't remember no but I, I i wasn't i wasn't the lone wolf of the wolf pack on that you were a hundred percent you were it was such a good barrel anyways so we did that then we picked an ofo at night that one was really good as well nice and sweet typical ofo i think it's 130 proof that we ended up going with they were really? all three close yeah as we, far as proof we were torn between a 130 and a 132. I mean, I thought most importantly from those that I've had, none of them were just a heat blast, which that's been the turnoff, I think, for anyone that's had those and not loved them is the one that just, all right, we all like proof and, you know, it's fine dandy, but when you're sitting there going, oh, eh, that's not really good tasting notes. <clears throat> no, but that shooting star that you picked was same thing. I mean, nice and sweet. It was really good. I loved that one. Big weekend for us. And then it was Zeke's birthday on Sunday, and we let him rest. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, waved goodbye to everyone and uh, hung out with the kids. Uh, ideal for the actual birthday. It's a great birthday. Well, happy birthday. Hope you enjoyed it. I know we rambled a lot. I hope I can cut some of that down because not everybody is going to be as interested as we were in our crazy weekend. Let's... But they will be interested when the picks show up. So it's kind of a balance. Yes, you are 100% correct. We're trying to give them a taste of what the pick is going to be like when it shows up. You guys are going to like every single one of these. I'm pretty confident here. Let's get into what we're actually drinking tonight, and that is Sweetens Cove Batch Three. And we all know stats are important. I am about to run through the stats on this barrel, but stats are also important if you're using your sports book. And now there is a sports book out there by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. So what that means is if you are listening and you do not live in Tennessee, this sports book is not for you. This is action247.com. 
It is your place to get in on the action. And there's a lot of action coming up this weekend, Zeke. The NFC and AFC championship games are this weekend. Tom Brady upset Drew Brees and the Saints. And now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, are going up against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I'm curious. I know you're not a big NFL guy. Who you got in this game? Man, the pack looks tough. I think they're still more well-rounded. You're going into Green Bay, and for as much as you know, they built up you know the Brady uh, Breeze matchup. I mean, Rodgers ain't no chump. At this point, he's in the you know what latter third of his career easily, maybe further down the road. So I can't see him having too many more big seasons. Funny enough, this is going to be the oldest combined age of quarterbacks in an NFC championship game ever. And it's like 80 years and 272 days when you put these two together, which means Rodgers is 37, Brady is 43. Ah, But yeah, I I did think that was kind of funny. So much got made up of it. And I think especially if Breeze does retire, which it seems like he probably will, you know, it's neat to see him... uh, go out against their peers like that and not some random uh, young backup take them down or, or whatnot. But I'm still going, I think, Packers here. Home field advantage and whatnot, that's going to be tough. Plus, I feel like those guys are just more seasoned for that far into the postseason. Obviously, Brady's been there a ton, and I guess, you know, Gronk, now he's with him again. But how many of those other guys for the Bucks have, have, have been there and, and dealt with the peripheral stresses that go on in something like this? So on paper, you have to give it to the Packers. There's no other way to do it. The intangible here is how bad Brady wants to win away from the Patriots. He wants to show everybody that he could do it on his own. It wasn't Belichick. It was him. Yes, they were better together, but Brady wants to show that he is the GOAT. He wants it bad. I think even getting to the Super Bowl again with the Bucs this first season would prove it. I don't think he even has to win the Super Bowl. I think you are just forgetting how much Brady wants to win. He has that whole thing that Michael Jordan had, Larry Bird had, Magic Johnson had. They don't just want to beat you. They want to destroy you. I think that's the intangible, but on paper, Packers are probably going to win. Probably a game that I would stay away from on action 24-7 because I think there's too much in the air. I think it's going to end up being a shootout between Brady and Rodgers. I think it could go either way. The next game, this one is pretty easy. You would think the Buffalo Bills are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet because we got to get to the whiskey Big, big question mark with the fact that Patrick Mahomes left in the third quarter with a concussion. He is under concussion protocol. Chad Henney is the backup quarterback. The Bills are riding high on this momentum, winning playoff games for the first time in forever. If Mahomes is playing, it's easily the Chiefs. If Mahomes is not playing, well, now you got a question. That Bills defense isn't, uh, you know, you know, scrubs either. So even if he's cleared, that doesn't mean he's not going to take a shot here and there. But to circle back to your little bit about Brady, because I know that's your boy. Yeah, remember there, there ain't no I in team, especially not football. And uh, it's one of those, you know, famous Super Bowls that he lost earlier, as his wife profoundly said, he can't throw the effing ball to himself. Go to action247.com, use code DADS100, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. 
as your initial deposit. Use code DADS100 at action247.com. Let's get into the whiskey finally. People are going to be pissed. This is Sweetens Cove Batch 3. It's funny that we are talking about football because Sweetens Cove is owned by Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, sportscaster Jim Nance, tennis player Andy Roddick, and Tennessee singer-songwriter Drew Holcomb, who is incredibly talented. They signed on for this whole project along with Mark Rivers, all owned Sweetens Cove golf course outside Chattanooga together, and then they decided to go ahead and put out a whiskey, and they sourced some whiskey and got Marion Eves to do their blending for them. So they've put out a whole bunch of batches now, I think five or six batches at this point. This is batch three. It's 13 years old. The mash bill is 84, eight and eight. They did not disclose where this whiskey was from, but you have a 13 year Tennessee bourbon. It's 84, eight and eight. That is only coming from one place in Tullahoma, Tennessee. This is 50.25% ABV, 100.5 proof. Interesting thing about this one and Zeke pay attention to this part the barrels were moved to a rickhouse in kentucky before they were returned to tennessee and sold to sweetens cove since tennessee's state law requires a tennessee whiskey to be a hundred percent matured in state these batches have been labeled as tennessee straight bourbon as to comply with the state law so they did get the lincoln county method though it did but then it had been moved to kentucky and then moved back yeah just Throwing things out there. Oh, yeah. It's only being called a bourbon, not because it went through the Lincoln County method. As a lot of people say, that's what makes Tennessee whiskey is going through the Lincoln County method. It's being called a bourbon because it got moved out of state and then moved back into the state. Gotcha. Kind of throws a wrench in that whole argument for Tennessee whiskey based off the Lincoln County method. But hey, there's just multiple layers there. What did you think about this whiskey, Zeke Baker? The nose like a spicy butter. Some vanilla extract was in there with a little bit of air and kind of a revisiting it. The sweet sides of it seemed to dissipate to me pretty quickly. And what was left was uh, somewhere between clove and allspice, I kind of thought in my mind. Palette-wise, I thought it was super sweet at the first initial just intake. But then the minerals hit and... Throughout the palate, throughout the tasting, this seemed of a, you know, round and round, do do here we go, kind of a back and forth, just kept seemed to reoccur over and over between flashes of sweet, then just the minerals over the top. I put down that it was more or less like jabs versus uppercuts towards the back end, pick up a little bit of a mild spice, and the minerality is what hangs around at the finish, not the sweetness. If I had to describe this kind of abstractly, maybe like a, one of those songs where they say they get knocked down but they get up again but you're never going to keep get, it down well no they get knocked the hell back down though the sweetness just gets punched every time like jabs versus uppercuts kind of reminded me of like um you know when you're a kid if you were the little sibling and the, one of the older ones or a cousin or something would uh like you know grab your arms when you're trying to fight and wrestle with them they're like why do you keep hitting yourself why do you keep hitting yourself you're working against yourself here what are you doing that that's what this did every time the sweetness showed up it, it hit itself in the face and knocked itself back down so you would say that it doesn't take its namesake possibly if the cove is from natural spring water because i grew up on well water which is pretty heavy on minerals so this could be like trying to impart a sweetened flavor into like wellish mineral water and which would be in a cove <laughs> it is funny there is 
when you go up to Saratoga, the race course, they have the Travers there. They have some other good horse racing there. There is a fountain where you can drink the spring water that's coming from Saratoga Springs, and you taste it super minerally. I did not get all the minerals in this. Funny enough, the nose just screamed corn to me. I got a huge whiff of corn on the nose with some leather caramel and vanilla the taste i kind of felt like i got the rope dope because to use your boxing analogy i was totally expecting the familiar corn kick on the on the taste i did not get it it was more caramel leather vanilla with a whole lot of black licorice that was pretty prevalent for me the finish i thought was okay lingered nicely got a little bit of a hug with it but the licorice stays around i didn't get the the typical Tullahoma vibe with this one except for the nose the taste and finish i thought it blended nicely and went away the nose was that familiar you know right down the street thing i thought the minerals are pretty prevalent i don't remember ever uh chewing or having a rock in my mouth necessarily but that's just what you you feel like it is i mean like if you're like been around um you do any kind of work with stuff like that where it gets uh, you know, those small particles in the air and they just kind of inevitably end up in what you taste and, and feel in your nose. I mean, that, that was just it 100%. I mean, again, so many flashes of sweet, but then every time the little fella got halfway up, whop, right over the head, back down again, boy. I think that's what the black licorice was for me. I think it could have gone. I mean, I could see kind of describing that as minerally, but I think it was a little bit sweeter than you know what I would associate with mineral water and that mineral rich environment. It just, it was more sweet black licorice which black licorice is not as sweet if you're looking at like a red twizzler versus a black twizzler the black one is gonna have that different kind of taste you know the red one is going to be the sweeter one but it still is a little there's two red ones there are oh yeah they got those thicker ones that are strawberry now instead of the cherry you mean like the pulling peels yep yeah those things taste completely they're they're those aren't real twizzlers either way the licorice one's I could only imagine like the the disparity and how much one skew sells compared to the other. Yes. I can't imagine a whole lot of people are out there buying the pulling peels. <laughs> oh, no, no. The pulling peels make money. I'm talking about the licorice versus like the OG the other, or the other uh, Twizzlers. Oh, you mean like the black the red Twizzlers? ones? Oh, the red ones. Yeah. The, the regular so the, red the, ones are my jam. Yeah. The licorice versus the regular reds. I bet they have like production one week a year versus the other 51. Yeah, it's regular red, all 51, and then black one (laughs) week out of the year. I liked this okay. I think I'm saying okay. You know, this would be a bar for me. Let's get that out of the way. But the bigger question I think that comes up out of all of this, they didn't tell us it's from here, but you're putting out Tullahoma Juice, 13-year Tullahoma Juice for 199 bucks. That to me, you could go get a dickle pick for 50 bucks and have the same thing. And I know that they're going to say, "Well, yeah, but Marianne Eves didn't blend it." There are certain things until somebody can blend dickle out of dickle, it's not a $200 bottle for me. I'm surprised The Rock's not in on this. The Rock has like a gin company or a vodka or something like that. You know there's a subtle troll right there, don't you? I know. I know the troll's there, buddy. Are you sure? If you have to explain your troll, then it's just not worth it. 
Sorry, Zeke. The Rock has tequila. It's Terramana tequila. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Maybe it'll be in the TV show. Maybe. The whole story about how he started his tequila company is like season eight. <laughs> season eight. <laughs> God, we hope by then. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the thing is you have all these famous people around this bottle. And I think that upped the price. You think of some of the other things that have come out that have been 13 year similar product, like the resilient stuff. All of that was around a hundred bucks. This is about a hundred bucks too high. Yes. Does it come in a nice box? Is there a nice presentation? Does the bottle look nice? All that being said, they did a great job marketing it. But when you take away that stuff and you're really just looking at the whiskey naked, it's not a $200 bottle of whiskey. I would almost, uh, lightly venture off down the rabbit hole of simply when you've got that many big name and inevitably big money investors and also talking to friends of ours that have had access to very similar barrels recently and knowing what they cost why do they need to come in at that price point they ain't eating lunchables i guess you start a business to make money and you try to make as much money as you can and this is one of those brands where their distribution, they're not putting out cases and cases and cases and cases and cases. I mean, this is not like a 30,000 bottle run of this. So you just have to sell a small amount of this to pay for it and then some. And then you're going to put it into the golf course because they all own the golf course together. So as long as they sell it, they're doing, you know, from a business standpoint, they're doing okay. I just think as a consumer, it's not my jam. I mean, it sounds more to me like pay for it and then a lot of some, not then some. And I know some is in S-U-M, like the dollars. Somebody brought this up to, to us, and I think you missed this in a group chat that we had with them. But they're like, how come you guys don't talk about secondary more? And I was like, we used to talk about secondary all the time. People started getting upset at how much we talked about things like that. But I think it comes down to like where I think secondary can be very important in this area is you could see what the hype is around a bottle. This is not going above retail very much. And you're not finding a lot of these on secondary. So it's either everybody that gets it wants to drink it or they're getting it. You know, it's like, I don't know. I just, until they have a bottle that can blend the Tullahoma out and not give me that corny nose. And I mean, there's still even a little bit of corn on the taste. Some people like that. If that's what you like, go get this bottle. If you like a certain distillery out of Tullahoma and that's your jam and you go there all the time and you really like that profile, you will not be disappointed with this bottle and it looks great on your shelf. But if you dislike that profile, this is not going to be your jam. To me, the toughest part of it is just literally how vast of, you know, continual 180s it does. I could see where somebody might try to call that complexity, but to me, you'd have to put an asterisk or something there and be like, well, it's complexity without synergy because you're getting two opposite profiles, two opposite senses, nothing about it flows and just, you know, gives you that full on, uh, you know, riding the wave or whatever. Yeah. The nose and the palate don't match. 100% Even the palate itself doesn't to me. I mean, between the sweet and then that, that you know, minerality or whatever you want to call it on the back end, you know, it's just poop, 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 just constant turns. 
And I almost wonder, is that a limitation of the whiskey that's being used? I think Marianne is very talented. I just think it's very hard when you're given the foundation that is corn heavy to kind of take that away. There are going to be some people that really like corn heavy. There's going to be some people that really like sweet more. There's going to be people that really like oak more. There's all different profiles. And that's a beautiful thing about whiskey is you can find the whiskey that you're looking for someplace. The corn aspect of this is very divisive for people. Until you blend that away and either get to a sweet or an oaky profile, I don't know, I still think it's tough for people to get on board. Yeah, at least from me and my preferences, I would at least want to have one or the other, not both, or or find things that complement it more, not just such a yin and yang kind of thing. Not to go round and round in circles, where are you on this one? Uh, the price point's just too steep for me, um, and there's just too many other offerings for Tullahoma juice in the market, either under the Dickel label or others, that have similar, if not maybe even a more likable profile to me, uh, especially some of those picks that are done, I think, at what, 103 or 104 proof, similar to when we talked about Bullet earlier. It takes the edge off of some, uh, you know, some possible roughness while still leaving enough bang for your buck. That's where I go in some of the... Uh, the Tullahoma juice, I can say I've honestly enjoyed. I will happily drink this anytime I'm golfing at Sweeten's Cove. Anytime I'm lucky enough to get out there, we'll happily have this. That's about it. Good luck getting out there for what I hear from people. I know. And I will happily drink this if I can get out there on that course. Thank you to the folks at Sweeten's Cove for sending us this whiskey. We really appreciate it. It had no effect on our review. We respect all the work that went into it. Zeke, the folks can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now. Where else can the folks find us, Zeke Baker? Both in Nashville for uh, at least the uh, the next short future. We kind of shot our wad for Q1 already. Yeah, we did. Cheers. Ciao.